There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Welcome to WCN TV, and it's a cloudy day in Maine, and you're asking yourself, what is a guy from Maine doing, produce, uh, hosting Wisconsin Christian News TV? Well, that's a great question. We're not going to get deep into it today, but suffice it to say that I've uh, had the honor a number of times to work with the publisher of the Wisconsin Christian newspaper, newspaper, uh, which is sort of the parent of WCNTV.net. WCNTV.net is about two years old, and Wisconsin Christian newspaper is 20 years old. And the great Rob Pugh, who normally hosts this show, I should say he hosts, hosts it as often as his schedule permits, it has been the he's the creator, the founder of uh, Wisconsin Christian News, and he is also the founder and the main host of WCN TV. This is an audience participation show. You don't have to pay a thing to be a part of this. Unlike the government, we're not going to tax you if you come in and uh, take up a space uh, here at WCN TV. We welcome all. Comers, anybody interested in reasoning together with us, you are welcome if you're catching this on archive. We uh, produce the show on Wednesdays live at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. for me. I'm, I'm on the East, as I said, in Maine, and uh, we welcome you. You're, uh, come on in. It's very easy to do. You just go to WCNTV.net, and there's a big red button there, and you push the button and follow the instructions, and you're in, and you can get your anecdote to the poison that is being pumped into everyone's brain routinely by CNN, the Communist News Network, and MSNBC, and all, basically all of mainstream media. Fox News can no longer be trusted uh, because we know that the uh, pharmaceutical companies who pay most of their bills have, uh, have, have um, muzzled even someone as helpful and informative and inspirational is Tucker Carlson. When was the last time you heard him talking about the vaccine or taking on uh, big pharma? So we are all figuring this out now, and I am so blessed to have, as we all are, to have access to the truth by way of the internet. And isn't it interesting that uh, the YouTube which should be streaming this show today as we produce it live. We have a channel there and have had one there since the beginning, uh, but they've taken away our right to live stream. I don't think they've deleted the channel yet, but we're on our way there and we work with other clients. Uh, my son who's producing the show works with other clients who have already had their YouTube channels deleted simply because they're Christians and they won't follow the party line. They won't parrot the talking points of the, of, the Biden administration. And so they're being canceled. It's not, these, these are not haters folks that are getting canceled. For the most part, what I'm seeing is that they're Christians who take their duty to not trust all comers 
seriously enough to consider information that exists outside the mainstream. And they agree with some of it and they disagree with some of it. And we have a great guest on the show today who's going to talk with us about that because he is the leader of the Wisconsin Constitution Party. And it is the Constitution's First Amendment that has unleashed on the world a form of political and religious free speech at a scale that the world had never seen before the United States of America was formed. And this has been an experiment, America, in liberty. And it's been an experiment in liberty that has been defined. The boundaries were drawn for that freedom by a document called the Constitution, the United States Constitution. And then we have state uh, constitutions. And today we're going to go do a deep dive into what it means to be a constitutional republic instead of a monarchy or or any other form. I mean, we could be we could uh, have a different form of government, right, Andrew? I mean, we could be a monarchy. We absolutely. We're, we're, I, I would argue, Andrew, and maybe you could comment on this. Welcome to WCN TV, uh, Andrew. Thanks so Thank much you. for taking time. You've been a wonderful guest in the run up to this uh, to this show. And we're just blessed, thankful to have the opportunity to w work with you. But uh, I would think that what we're looking at right now is a transition from kind of a di direct democracy, the idea of a direct democracy, not that we've ever really had one, but yeah. the left wing has hidden the fact that we're a constitutional republic and has made us think while they've been moving us to communism through yeah. socialism they've made us think that we're a direct democracy a direct it's very interesting what they've done and how they've done it don't you think well absolutely and first on behalf of the constitution party of wisconsin uh peace and goodwill to you and all the viewers of wcn tv Amen. Uh, and to you our party from the beginning we started as the u.s taxpayers party we changed our name very quickly because we wanted to reflect that we have a stand on all the issues, not just tax tax issues. Mm -hmm. uh, you were talking about direct democracy. Benjamin Franklin, when he was coming out of the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, he was asked, what form of government have you given us? And he said, a republic, if you can keep it. And I thought that was very telling because a republic it really is one of the weakest forms of government in the world. Mm -hmm. It absolutely relies on following rule of law, it relies on people having a knowledge, being educated in how their government works. Uh, you can't self-govern if you don't know how the government works. And it relies on getting good men and women elected to positions of power who will follow the Constitution, do only those things that are allowed, and then leave the rest up to the local areas and the states. Andrew, that's a big part of why we're in trouble, isn't it? You, you said only these people that we would put in power would be careful to only do what they're allowed to do under the constitution. Yeah. And what's happened, it seems to me over the two centuries since the constitution was en enacted is people have gotten into power under the auspices of the constitution. They've gained access to political power. And there's been a kind of marriage between them and the electorate suggesting that the politicians will promise whatever the electorate yeah. wants at, at, during that particular election cycle. And then the politicians will basically do what they want in between elections. Well, and that's the key too. I mean, the whole purpose of the constitution, the enumerated powers is to do just what the constitution allows and no more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's galling to hear these politicians who talk about, our democracy and to strengthen our democracy. It's we're not a democracy. Mm -hmm. It's the difference between apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. Now, apples and oranges have a lot of similarities. They're both high in vitamin C. They both grow on trees. They both have seeds, but they don't taste the same. Mm -hmm. And that one difference is all that matters. A republic is rule of law. A democracy is rule of the mob. Yeah. The closest thing we come to a democracy is probably a referendum. Mm -hmm. You know, and even then here in Wisconsin, you can't just vote on a constitutional change right away. You have to have two legislative sessions back to back and then uh, the voters vote on it. So, so rule, Andrew, you used an important phrase and welcome 
audience participants. I noticed we had one or two come in and I want to encourage you to speak up. You can raise your hand and I think I'll see that on my screen if you do that. Or if you want, you can just, uh, just interrupt, just speak out. And we don't have uh, a large enough audience to worry about stepping over one another at this point. Uh, God willing, that's going to happen as we, as we grow. But you used the phrase, Andrew, rule of law, rule of law. It seems to me that what I'm seeing on right of center in politics is uh, a lot of people very concerned about following the rules, the rule of law, the right of yeah. center people. What I'm seeing left of center, and this is, this is a generalization, but I think it's pretty accurate. But what I'm seeing left of center is uh, a, a willingness to use lawlessness to achieve their political goals. For example, what they did last year in the cities uh, with the lawlessness there that was not discouraged by the left. In fact, it was encouraged and it led to this uh, defund the police movement. Lawlessness characterizes the left. Being lawful characterizes the right. And it's, it's, it feels at this point like the right is on the losing end of this equation and the left is gaining what they want by being lawless, which makes no sense to me. It's, it's, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I would think that the, that the force, which is demonstrating a desire to follow the rules, like for example, Mike Lindell right now, as we're doing this live stream is yeah. doing his three day cyber symposium. And I've been watching, catching bits of it the last couple of days. And one of the things that characterizes his narrative, it seems to me, is a, is a very strong desire to be lawful. They're bringing, yeah. they're bringing lawsuits, they're doing research, they're uh, scooping up internet packets, and they're, they're running the packets on, on uh, live during the, during the conference, and they're challenging their adversaries to, uh, to weigh and the evidence and to find in that evidence proof that they're wrong. They're, they just, it has this feeling of being very civil and very lawful. But yet on yeah. the other, but yet on the other side, you get this. It's it's crazy to me that so many Americans are buying it, are buying yeah. the lawless left right now. Well, a lot of that has been the dumbing down of America. It's been the public school system indoctrinating instead of educating children. Mm -hmm. I was at a state convention a few years back in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and I said that if we don't educate children on civics, on the Constitution. Within a few generations, we're going to lose all our rights because mm -hmm. these children will grow up believing that we're a democracy and majority rules. If the majority says you don't have this right anymore, then your right is gone. They'll vote away our rights within 20 years. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, that's impossible. They can't do that. There's a lot of things been happening over the past 10, 15, 20 years that they said would never happen. Mm -hmm. um, and getting back to the form of government that we have. The Constitution Party absolutely supports a Republican, small r, form of government. Mm -hmm. We've been accused, because we're a Christian-based party, we've been accused of trying to establish a theocracy. In fact, when I was running for state treasurer, I had, uh, it was a person interviewing the candidates for state treasurer. And he was hammering me about, on your website, it says, acknowledge Jesus Christ and our Savior. And uh, he said, you're trying to create a theocracy. And no matter how many times I tried to explain to him that wasn't the case, because in our literature, in my writings, all the times we talk, it's republic, 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 republic. And we mm -hmm. do know the difference. We're not confusing the two. Mm -hmm. He just had his mind made up that, no, 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 you're talking about Jesus Christ. Praise Jesus. And therefore, you're trying to create a theocracy because you're a political party. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to continue to get that. Uh, we'll just have to work through it. But as far as the lawlessness you said you don't understand it. You don't understand it because you want the law followed. Mm -hmm. But for the people that realize the only way they're going to get things done is to silence the opposition, it makes perfect sense when you look mm -hmm. at it that way. Mm -hmm. Their goal is to, they're trying it a couple ways. First, they're trying to make anybody who, who speaks out against something look like a kook. And if that doesn't work, then they use a the strong arm tactic of civil rights commissions, force of law, to make people shut up. Mm -hmm. they've, they've got to convince most people who are undecided or average ordinary folks that anybody on the right is a, is a kook and you can't take them seriously. They've got loopy ideas. They need to be ignored. Yeah. If they can't silence us that way, they'll silence us through force of law.
They'll silence us through the courts. And unfortunately, the ignorance of many Americans, believing we're a democracy, believing that once you get elected the majority of Congress, you can do whatever you want because you're in the majority, uh, believing those things. And they're even now making the argument that some violence is okay as long as it's for the right cause. You know, social justice. Mm -hmm. What should have happened when Donald Trump was president? And they took over six blocks of Seattle. American citizens' lives and property were being violated. That's in the Bill of Rights. President Trump should have dispatched troops and put down the insurrection. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying any time the federal government should get involved everywhere. No, I'm saying one of the primary duties of a sitting president is to secure, not give people, secure the rights of American citizens. Mm -hmm. President Trump didn't do that. He sent an angry tweet out to the mayor there saying, you know, if you don't put this down in Seattle, we'll do it for you. Well, and then happen. If, you the second, if the Second Amendment, if the Second Amendment were uh, being followed, yeah. then the militia would have been called out and put down the insurrection in Seattle, and the property rights of, of Seattle citizens would have been protected by Seattle citizens. Local well, people would have, right? Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing. If you don't enforce rule of law, if you let something like Chaz or CHOP or whatever they call it happen, and they let it go on for six weeks, was it? It's going to happen again, and it's going to happen again, and it's going to happen again. You need to send a message that we are a nation of rule of law. You can't just do whatever you want just because you don't like the views of the other side. There are certain things that they have the right to do, including they, too, have the right to free speech. They have the right to peaceably assemble. You don't like their views, either debate them or go your own way and have your own rally. But you don't yeah, and that, silence and that's them. What, and that's people are buying the lie of the left about us, about constitutionalists yeah. and people generally on the right. Uh, I've always lived as if people have an absolute right to mm-hmm. political and religious speech. Where the line must be drawn is at the yelling fire in a movie theater sort of line where sure, absolutely or yeah, or, yeah, or or where the, your speech becomes so pointed in its anger that you name someone and you threaten their life in other words yeah. you cross the line from angry political general angry political speech uh, yeah. to uh, per, making it personal and threatening to hurt somebody, do violence against an individual Absolutely. person. And we and, agree with that, yeah. Absolutely. But, but otherwise, I've always believed, so I guess that makes us sort of classically liberal, if I understand the definition of classic liberalism, uh, on the issue of speech, political and religious speech. And that's the tradition of America, as I understand it. And then that's, just, that's all that I want to see preserved. So if you're if you disagree with me and you're an American citizen and you've uh, taken the oath and you've got, <clears throat> you've entered into the country legally, mm-hmm. then, and you have a different perspective because of your religion or because of your political uh, party affiliation or because of whatever, uh, I, I think what America stands for is we're willing to die as soldiers in war to preserve that definition of liberty. That's one of the things that makes sort of, if you want to call it the ethnicity of American, yeah. being an American, that's what makes us unique in the world is that, and as I said at the beginning, I think that's an experiment that could end, Andrew, right? Yeah. You, you, you said earlier that this, this particular uh, characteristic of Republic. America, being yeah. an American, could be eliminated. It could go away. And most of us don't think that that's even possible. Well, one of the things I talked about, I was up in Howard, Wisconsin, this July 16th, and I gave a presentation. They were talking, they had an educational forum. And one of the things I talked about was you have to have our founding documents, the Bill of Rights, taught consistently to generation to generation. That's one of the ways America will preserve itself. If you don't teach it consistently, and that's why I support and the Constitution Party supports the written original intent of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Otherwise, people start coming into that before you know it, they're starting to get creative with the Constitution, saying that we now have the right to to a job, we have a right to free college, we have a right to this, right to that. We're seeing it. And uh, that's why we follow the Constitution the way it's written. 
it's no different than if you go to work for somebody. One of the first things they do when you're hired is they hand you the company rule book and say, here, read this. Correct. The unspoken implication is as a condition of your continuing employment, you're going to follow these rules. If it says you get a 20 minute lunch break, you get a 20 minute lunch break. You don't get to say, well, I didn't get in line fast enough to microwave my food. So I'm going to take an extra five minutes. If you yeah. start doing that and the supervisor allows it, other people are going to start saying, hey, you let him take extra time. Now you got to let us take extra time. Yeah. And then and what he, other rules won't they follow? And then you have chaos in anarchy. And here's the thing, Andrew, you, you mentioned earlier that your opponent in your run for state treasurer decided to make a big issue out of your out of I was the one of the, the commentators, actually, one of the questioners. OK, he, yeah, well, he decided right. that yeah. he decided to make a big issue out of the fact that the Constitution Party acknowledges Christianity and specifically the person of Jesus Christ. But I. I would argue, Andrew, that we, we can't have a rule book that makes any sense. The Constitution, in terms of its principles, uh, can't be understood or pursued in any sort of meaningful way if we're going to ignore Christianity. We, we have a nation which is one step removed from Christianity. It's not a theocracy, very obviously. It's not. It's intentionally not no, a, a theocracy, but it, it our form of government relies on Christian principles that emerged after the crucifixion up until the uh, forming of America. And right. those principles have to be, uh, I think, studied and appreciated in order for the American Constitution and our American system to be understood enough so that we can make it work as yeah. individuals. I don't, I don't think you could, over, for, so for example, I don't think you could overlay any Eastern religion or Islam over our constitution and end up with the same result. Well, that, yeah, and, and Sharia law is wholly incompatible with the Bill of Rights. I mean, it's, yeah. there's no way that they can peacefully coexist. There was a chart on the internet, I wish I had saved it. It shows you know, the different rights under the Bill of Rights, and then it shows Sharia law, and they are incompatible with each other. Mm -hmm. But I, I will say this, our party, you know, if there's someone out there who says, you know, I'm an atheist, I don't want to go to church, I don't believe in Jesus Christ, our party's not going to be supporting, forcing you to do it, like the left does when they want something, they'll make you do it. Yep. Uh, I would rather have three people in my church who genuinely want to be there, than have some law passed that you are required to attend the church service once every month, and pay tithe, uh, and then have the church packed to the rafters with a bunch of people who are like, I really don't want to be here, but I had to pick a church. So, okay, do your little sermon. Let's get this over with so I can not be in trouble with the law. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any Christian who would want that. Yeah. And I believe in the words of Ralph Reed. He's of the former Christian coalition mm -hmm. when he said that I do not believe the God I worship is so weak and fragile that he needs the arm of government to win his converts. Mm -hmm. And amen yeah. to that. Absolutely. That's uh, if you need well, to force people to be, to convert, that doesn't say much about your God. And that's back to our point about the first amendment, this experiment in free speech, political and religious free speech, because both government and religion are mentioned in that first amendment mm -hmm. and government's power is, limited the whole point of that amendment is to is what you just said is mm -hmm. to limit its power especially with re with regard to religion and the press and we're we're so far in terms of our culture and how it operates and how we even think politically most americans now that i uh am loath i i don't know if we're going to be able to I, i'm very worried that yeah. we're going to lose it forever. Like you said, we could you know, 20 years and the rights that we take for granted could be, could be completely gone. They don't, ex this, this uh, nature of discourse that we take for granted doesn't exist in many parts of the world. It's, well, and you know what else the left has done very well is they've pitted, pitted one group against another. We've seen the recent thing with the center for disease control, extending the moratorium on rent. Mm -hmm. So another few months, you don't have to pay rent. And I'm saying, excuse me, this absolutely violates the Fifth Amendment. No citizen shall be denied life, liberty or property without mm -hmm. due process. 
And did you notice, uh, Andrew, that Tennessee uh, headlines today, Tennessee is uh, government is formally discussing internment camps for the. I had not heard that, but at this point, and I'm sad to say this, I wouldn't totally be surprised. Right. Well, it's, it, it came up in Canada uh, a few months ago, and now it's now it's a sub, it's a subject that the left is starting to move on in the United States of America. They're going to build camps and they're going to take the unvac- they're going to take us Christians and they're going to lock us up. See, for me, and I think I speak for you, Michael, and I, I know I speak for Rob Pugh when I say that I would rather fight and in the end ultimately lose to the left than just throw up my hands and say it's already over. There's nothing we can do. They've gained so much. You know, we might as well just not bother. You know, I, I'd rather, as the Apostle Paul said, fight the good fight. I am, as each day passes, more dedicated, more committed than I was the day before to being willing to die to stand for what we're discussing mm-hmm. than go under the heel of this tyranny, which is so obviously being imposed from above by the COVID cult, the COVID yeah. cult. I can even say COVID on this platform. And if you're on a platform where every single you t- every single video you talk you watch, the host is giving the virus a different name, you probably need to start thinking about not using that platform anymore. I'm getting tired of all of these videos yeah. with the hosts finding, having to find new names to hide from the algorithm. If Get to a platform that you trust and where people can t- speak English and they mm-hmm. can use accurate words, especially when it comes to religion. They can talk about things like demons and devils and possession and excommunications and uh, salvation and uh, COVID. They can use the word COVID and they can uh, explore all the different angles, especially uh, regarding this uh, virus, the the COVID virus. I I hope I can remember this. I'm going to try. I just saw Steve Bannon this morning on Mike Lindell's, uh, uh, um, whatever he's calling it, the cyber conference. And he said, there's three things, there's three uh, events that we must get to the bottom of. And if we do, then it'll all be over. The first event is November 3rd, the election, and what actually happened that day. The second event is January 6th, and what actually happened that day. And I've forgotten what the third one was, but it was it was an equally high profile event and when he said that i thought that's brilliant that's exactly right we have got to get to the bottom of what happened we need the truth i think i don't think he said 9-11 but i would say 9-11 i don't think we've gotten to the bottom of what happened 20 years ago this year on september 11th yeah Uh, he, he he didn't mention that but he mentioned something else but i think that's true i think we have to pursue uh, the truth with respect to these events relentlessly, we need to know what happened. Well, one of the key ways that you know that something's being hidden is when the left says it's settled. When yeah. they say those words, they're hiding stuff. I mean, that's, you know, let's be honest about that. That's right. But uh, talking- the Constitution Party, we're totally committed to alternate forms of education. We have to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschooling, religious schooling. We need to starve the beast of public education because they're indoctrinating children. And that's no way. And the left understands if they get control of the education of the children, they win. Well, they have control of it right now. We've given it to them. The the public schools are not schools. It's gratifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's gratifying to see the parents fighting back, but we're late into the game. They're ahead of us. I attend. I'm, I'm 60 years old tomorrow. I attended public schools. And I know I can see as I get older, the points in my life where God has helped me to step up and overcome the brainwashing that I was subjected to in the 1970s in the public schools. I know that that happened uh, to me and it's happened to all of us who have uh, subjected us uh, ourselves to this, the tyranny of these of this institution, the government-run public school. We've reached the bottom of the hour and we got to pay some bills. So we're going to take two minutes for a break. We're talking to 
Andrew Wilkie, who is the leader of the Wisconsin Constitution Party. We're going to talk more about the United States Constitution and the Wisconsin State Constitution when we come back from this break. Just two minutes. Stay tuned. Go get a friend. Share this link everywhere. This is how we're going to defeat the demons who are running this COVID cult operation on the entire world. And the stakes have never been higher for any generation than they are for ours. And we are winning. Stay tuned, folks. Pornography is a destructive force. It destroys individuals, families, and fuels the out-of-control demand for sex trafficking. 45% of Christian families say porn is a problem in their home, but why aren't churches and public schools talking about this? Fear. People who view porn think they're the only one. It's a lie. Statistically, more people view porn than who do not and struggle in silence. www.lynnfrederick.com. You can find the book I wrote about my own battle with porn and the presentations that I do for churches and public schools. lynnfrederick.com. At the McClario Firm, it all starts with family. We are here to serve you and your family online or in person. Call today for a free consultation. The McClario Firm, your law firm for life. Are you a parent, mentor, or youth leader searching for meaningful books to engage your middle and high schoolers? Look no further. The books in the Off the Itinerary series by author M. Liz Boyle are receiving outstanding reviews for their compelling plots and strong Christian themes. Avalanche, Chased, and soon-to-be-released Ablaze are available on Amazon and at most bookstores. Check out mlizboyle.com for discussion guides to accompany each book. This is Leighton Howerton, and I've learned a lot from my monthly subscription to the Wisconsin Christian News. It's a national newspaper that's dedicated to encouraging you in your Christian walk. And it's chock plumb full of biblically sound articles and commentaries from some of the best Christian writers and authors in the country that, in my opinion, are more than up to the task of taking on the toughest issues in the midst of all the uncertainties we're facing living in times like these. Wisconsin Christian News is a nationally and internationally distributed newspaper and is a vitally important resource that you don't want to miss out on reading, either in print or through an online subscription. And to get your copy, all you have to do is visit www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. That's www.wisconsinchristiannews.com. And tell my old friend, publisher, and editor, Rob Pugh, sign me up today. This is WCN-TV, and my name is Mike Heath. I'm the host. I am talking with Andrew Zilke. Did I get that right, Andrew? You are correct, Zilke. sir. Andrew Zilke, who is the leader of the Wisconsin uh, Constitution Party and also uh, aligned, affiliated with the National Constitution Party. And how long, Andrew, have you been involved with this work? Well, I'll tell you, back in 2001, I was looking for an alternative to the Republican Party. And I went to a fair and I saw the Constitution Party of Wisconsin's booth. They had the bumper stickers and the buttons. And as I'm reading them over, I thought to myself, you know, these people think like me, constitutionally and, and Christian wise. And I thought rather than just vote for their candidates as they offer them, I want to be a part of that. So I joined. And within a year, I became vice chairman. And then uh, another year later, I became chairman. Okay, uh, there that... was a period of time where other people were chairman, but I became chairman again back in 2015. How long have you been the chairman, Andrew? Uh, 2015. So that would be, my math is, I can't do math in my head, uh, five so, years plus. Yeah. And so and, I'm sure we're, we're going to have some people watching who would be interested in more information and might even want to follow you uh, up the ladder to ch the chairmanship someday. How can mm -hmm. they learn more? How can they get in touch with you or get in touch with some official at the party? Well, very good. Uh, and uh, again, we are affiliated with the national party. Uh, so you could contact us through them, but mainly for Wisconsin, you can call 1-608-561-7996. And you can also contact us through membership at constitutionpartywisconsin.com. 
or you can contact us at chairman at constitutionpartywisconsin.com. Our party, the candidates that we run, anyone who seeks our endorsement, we vet them first. We vet them against our platform, which is written after the Constitution. We have seven, we have fundamental tenets that we, they're the gatekeeper issues, that if any candidate seeking our endorsement doesn't meet these, we don't endorse them. We're not like the Republicans who adopted a big tent back in the 90s. They said, if you agree with us on most of our platform, that's close enough. Come on in. We want to grow the party. Well, the Republicans got what they wanted. They wanted more members. They got more members, and now they're paying for it. Mm -hmm. They let a bunch of people in who didn't agree with them on issue after issue after issue, and now they're fighting their own people. Our party, uh, our core issues are we're 100% pro-life. As our Milwaukee County affiliate chairman says, human beings are not exceptions, or unborn babies are not exceptions, they're human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, we support gun ownership rights, personal liberty, uh, which means constraining the government to its enumerated powers, and then the rest is up to the states and the people. Family, meaning traditional one-man, one-woman marriage, and the, the parental rights over the children. Uh, property rights is huge with us. Mm -hmm. You know, we're opposed to these wetlands laws and endangered species acts where the government can come in and set aside your property so you can't use it. It's mm -hmm. illegal. Yeah. Uh, we also support the originalist interpretation of the Constitution. And I can get into the reasons why in a minute. Uh, but the last thing is we support the defense of national and state sovereignty. A lot of people don't realize the states are sovereign. There are actually 50 separate countries mm -hmm. that have joined forces for our mutual defense and for trade across borders. Mm -hmm. You know, people have this here again is the educational issue. They have this belief that the state government's answer to the federal government. The state governments at the time created the federal government. So the federal government oversees the currency. They oversee trade deals. They oversee the defense of the republic. But anything not listed in Amendment 10 is reserved to the states and the people alone. That's mm -hmm. to prevent the federal government from getting what it unfortunately has become too powerful. Mm -hmm. Checks and balances. We need constraints on the government. And we see what happens when the Constitution is not followed. Look at the monstrosity the federal government is. It's obscene. Yeah. And they, they think that, you know, they have the right to vote on all these things just because they won elections. And that's not how it works. It is obscene. And it's now a two-headed monster. You've got the federal government as one head, and you've got the mainstream media complex as the other head. And I would include big tech in that media head. And it's become, it literally has become a, a monster that cannot, <clears throat> excuse me, that cannot be controlled. It will not be controlled. I've, in my yeah. nearly 40 years being involved in politics, uh, nearly everybody that I've uh, watched gain political power has been digested by the monster. And they're now part of it. And no, I, no. our political class, there, there's nobody in the, our political class that I really look up to, especially after they've been there a year or two. Even Donald Trump. Donald Trump has lost my support. I supported him in 2016 at the beginning, but I'm, I'm very close to saying very, in fact, I'll say it here first. I'm, I am very much not a Trump supporter for president in 2024, yeah. uh, unless he starts making some big changes on the COVID cult issue. Yeah. He has got to stop backing and pushing this death jab that they call it a, a vaccine. And he has got to get moving in a more positive direction on that in order to begin to have me personally, with my personal vote, consider, consider him. But then the issue, Andrew, becomes... We, they always bring us down to one of two choices, right? And we all end up having to fight that battle. And so you have, you're a third party, and I'm glad that we have. That's a terrible, and, terrible phrase. Okay, uh, well, third party, yeah. But go you know ahead. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. You're an independent, right. So correct me, and, and that'll help uh, help people understand. But I mean, we're we're all trapped in this dialectic between these two, two, party major, paradigm, yeah. two major part political parties which end up producing nothing but evil the evil keeps becoming darker 
and deeper after every election. They feed us a bunch of stuff that we want to hear, especially from the Republican Party, but then they don't deliver anything that matters, especially yeah. culturally and socially and morally. In fact, they deliver the opposite. They've, well, they, yeah. they have delivered us to this whole transgendering mess. The Republican Party and Fox News have delivered us to this mess. I've heard some of the Fox producers, you know, refer to him as a her because he changed and said, I'm a woman. I've well, heard them use those pronouns. Sean Hannity, Fox and friends. Sean, and Hannity, Sean, Hannity. Sean Hannity was, was giving uh, Bruce Jenner uh, all kinds of praise. He did a big, long interview with Jenner when he Our announced. Our party is absolutely opposed to the, I call it the alphabet soup people. Sure. Because they keep adding letters. Now it's CYA. The Constitution Party is absolutely opposed to the alphabet soup people. We yes. do not support. There is one man, one woman. There are males and females. And they're coming out and saying there's hundreds of different genders. There's an infinite amount of genders. You cannot structure a society around that. It won't work. That's right. And our party's opposed to that. We won't support homosexual candidates. Can the Republicans say the same thing? We know the answer to that. And uh, I've said a point, I'll say it again, Michael. The Republicans can run their party any way they want. If they say, Andrew Zilke, it's none of your business how we run our party. You're right. It's none of my business. Yep. I have no power in you. But then don't go to the evangelical voters and the social conservatives and say, well, it's time for you to get out there and vote GOP again. No, 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 no. Yeah. You don't yeah. expect their support and then compromise with the homosexuals, compromise with the pro-aborts in your party, compromise well, with the agenda of the world that wants to globalize America. They want to roll us into a one world government. I can speak you can from call that conspiracy theory if you want, but. I can speak from experience about well, where it leads in terms of political power. The main Republican Party, it, I'm in Maine, the state of Maine, we, the main Republican Party has no power whatsoever. We don't even have a dialectic here anymore uh, because the Republican Party has been absorbed by the Democrats. And yeah. the, only, the only office that is held by the main state Republican Party that has any prominence in our politics <laughs> is held by Susan Collins. Is she, she's a Republican, but she's you one of the worst. She's one of the worst rhinos. One, yeah. She's a Republican in name only. She might, she's always been a Democrat who runs as a Republican. That's the only off. She's a senator. Yeah. That's the only yeah. office that the main state Republican holds now. We don't have the governorship. We don't have the House of Representatives. We don't have the Senate. They have nothing at the state level, no power. And I offered myself as a gubernatorial candidate over the last six months, but I just pulled out this week oh. because um, I tested the waters to see if I had a base that made it uh, that would justify my raising money and, and spending all that time campaigning and raising people's hopes. And I just determined after six months of being of my name being out there that uh, the Christians that my base was Christian because I was the leader of the Christian Civic League of Maine. But even the Christian Civic League of Maine made itself into my mortal enemy. So I just decided that I can accomplish more good speaking from the uh, platform of my ministry, Helping Hands Ministries, which I uh, which I formed 10 years ago than I can by being a candidate for governor under these circumstances. But what's happened is the Republican Party here, and you can speak to the issue there in Wisconsin, is, has given itself over to the idea that money is what matters in yeah. electioneering. Well, when money. you listen to any election campaign, they always talk about economic issues. Pro-life mm -hmm. will come up, but it's always jobs and economy, jobs and economy. It's yep. not the role of a sitting representative or governor to create jobs or a sitting president. I don't know where they're getting this from. Right. You know, they'll yep. say, they'll say, oh, we know that, we know that. But then they'll turn around in the next minute and say, this president has created three million jobs. It's, well, which is it? Is it your job to create jobs or is it not your job to create jobs? Right. That's a the great Constitution point. Party is everything the Republican Party used to be and will never be again. Mm -hmm. The party has been and there are good Republicans. Don't misunderstand me. There are individual Republicans who would, quite frankly, be a great fit in the Constitution Party. Yep. And some of them used to support the Republican Party, and they've since joined the Wisconsin Party and other parties around the country. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Republican Party has so corrupted itself. 
They've allowed log cabin Republicans to come in, homosexuals. They've allowed uh, people who they knew, they knew ahead of time weren't real conservatives, and I hate that word, but I'll use it because people understand it. I prefer constitutionalism. They let people in who they knew weren't real conservatives, but they said this person has the best chance of winning this seat, and uh, he can raise the most campaign cash, so we got to get behind him, like Mitt Romney. Yeah, Everybody Awful. knew he wasn't a conservative, Horrible. but they said, well, he's more conservative than Obama. <laughs> well, that's not saying much. Right. And they backed him. And yep. and he was more vicious toward his fellow Republicans in the primary than he went after Obama. Politics, uh, Andrew, and is so like, un politics yeah. is so unhinged now that people of goodwill are uh, they they just it's sick. It's demonic. Yeah. It's insane what's going on inside of the inside of politics. For example, we have a woman who showed up on the scene because of the Trump campaign when he was running and she showed up to stump for him and she got embedded into the main state party. And she made a great big, huge issue out of the fact that the, that she's married to a woman and the main state Republican party is very clear because evangelical Christians for the, who were the biggest chunk of, of the biggest group that pushed for this over the last two or three decades, but they in the platform, they're very clear about what a, what constitutes a family, what defines marriage. It's very clear in the main state Republicans Party's platform, and mm -hmm. they worked hard. Evangelical Christians worked hard politically within the party over many years to get that declaration there. And she is still in Maine. This lesbian is still in Maine, and she guess what, Andrew? She's in charge of the money now for the main state Republican party. And I want to challenge your, your viewers to do something. I want to direct them to Ballotpedia, B-A-L-L-O-T-P-E-D-I-A. And to, sh to illustrate that the Republican party has compromised itself. Throw that know, up people, there, Spencer, Ballotpedia, Ballotpedia. People Go think, ahead. oh, Andrew, you're being so unfair. The Republican party, they're good people. They're trying to fight the Democrats. And am I being unfair? Because if you go to Ballotpedia, remember the infamous Obergefell opinion mm -hmm. that was issued and they said it was the law of the land? The Supreme, was I wrote about the Supreme Court can't make law. If that, they was could, on my, that was issued on my wedding anniversary. God and, for, and for the two or three years or four years following that, on my wedding anniversary, my wife and I went to the steps of the Supreme Court. And a couple of years, we stood absolutely alone. To Hi, Karen. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no. To, to, uh, to voice our uh, view on Obergefell, which yeah. is, it's, de it's, it's devastating. Go ahead, I interrupted you. No, no, that's fine. Uh, under Ballotpedia, type in the words in the search engine, type in state executive response to Obergefell v. Hodges. Executive being singular, state executive response to Obergefell v. Hodges. And an article will come up showing the responses of the Republican governors in the states at the time and the Republican attorney generals. And we don't have time to get into it here. I invite you to read it. I always tell people, do your own research. Don't take my word for anything. I, you know, when I tell people our party will not compromise on the moral order, right and wrong, and we won't compromise on the constitution. Our candidates are solidly constitutional. But if someone says to me, well, I want to look that up for myself. I want to check him out for myself. Please do. Absolutely. You know, hold us accountable. Mm -hmm. But you can read their responses, and it boils down to two things. These Republicans saying, I don't agree with this, but I'm going to enforce it. Mm -hmm. If you read it, it boils down to those two things. Mm -hmm. A constitutionalist governor would have stood up to the Supreme Court and said, no, our law in the state says we have one man, one woman marriage. I'm not enforcing this opinion in my state. And you say, that, well, Andrew, how do you know the Republicans didn't stand up against the Supreme Court? Because if they had, that Republican governor would have been savaged by the media and fully supported by the Constitution Party. Mm -hmm. We'd have been right there with that governor saying, keep fighting. We got your back. We Christians have to stick together. We constitutionalists have to stick together. Mm -hmm. Ben Franklin warned we must hang together or we'll surely hang separately. So, so the Constitution Party, even though he's a Republican, we would have had his back. But every single one of those Republicans caved, every last one of them. And it's on there. 
Read it for yourself. I and invite it, you to. It betrays the this this particular issue of Obergefell and marriage betrays the supreme weakness of our uh, politics now. Uh, yeah. They are it's it's evil. It's not neutral. Yeah. It's not secular. Government has cho- has taken a side on morality in general, morality broadly defined, and the side that they've decided on is the devil's side. They haven't yeah. decided for righteousness, anything that looks like righteousness. How do we know that? Because the simplest law for any nation or civilization to create and enforce is the law about marriage. Yeah. Defining, defining marriage. It's very, very we, simple. Yeah. If we lose that clear standard, that clear definition of marriage, our civilization is finished. Well, we lose the family, right? Because we lose you, the family because they need because, to be raised in a stable environment. That's right, the because, key. Raising children in a stable environment. That's right. That's not right. seeing mom and dad constantly fighting, but loving each other, supporting that's each right. other. That's right. I'm not married. I'm still single. That's God's plan, I guess. But uh, marriage is work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that being a mm-hmm. single person, mm-hmm. marriage is work. But if you're if you're not totally committed to each other and then you have children and there's infighting constantly, the children see that they grow up and they're dysfunctional. And Boy, are we seeing that continue to self-govern? Are we seeing that everywhere? The dysfunction yeah. of children who've been raised in these yeah. uh, homes that have taken for granted the idea of no fault divorce right we've all conditioned ourselves to accept the idea that either partner that both partners are equal and either partner can exit the marriage without the need to go before any authority and prove wrong prove that there's some fault prove that there's some cause for the breakup of the marriage and that just doesn't make make any sense on his face. Even if you think of marriage just as a contract, contracts have to be enforced in order to be contracts. <laughs> well, and that's part of the problem we've had in our country is that we have a lack of competition. We have the Democrats and Republicans. You were talking about third parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a phrase Democrats and Republicans use to try to dismiss any challenge to them. If they can convince you that everybody who's not a Democrat or Republican is instantly a third party, mm-hmm. you won't take them seriously. But all the other parties are different. Some parties have more members than others. Some parties have different views than the others. Some parties have more money than the others. To lump them all into one category, say, oh, he's not a Democrat or Republican, third party guy. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's, that's what another tactic the two parties use to keep in power. Mm-hmm. But not having competition is part of our problem, too. Mm-hmm. Because if you have two parties and neither one of them is following the Constitution, you have nowhere else to turn. If you had a constitution party in power, you'd have an alternative. But, we're, talking uh, to, we're talking to Andrew Zilke, who is the chairman of the Wisconsin Constitution Party. Uh, Andrew, give that contact information again. I want to encourage our viewers to get in touch with the Constitution Party of Wisconsin, the National Constitution Party, and get involved. Very good. And as I said, our party won't endorse just anybody. That's what we need is people to stand up for a firm standard of right and wrong and not just say, this guy's got the best chance of winning. He's close enough. That's what got us in this mess in the first place with the Republicans. But the number is 1-608-561-7996. And uh, our membership coordinator, you can contact him through membership at constitutionpartywisconsin.com. You can also contact me at chairman at constitutionpartywisconsin.com. And we'll gladly get back to you. What we'd really love to do, Michael, is send out a free no-obligation information packet. Mm -hmm. We've gotten a lot of members that way, and through our ad in Wisconsin Christian News, thank you, Rob Pugh, we've gotten a lot of members. People have contacted us and said, we saw your ad in WCN. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we would love to send you an information packet. We're not going to constantly barrage you with calls afterward, pressuring you to join. We'll follow up and say, do you have any questions? Is there anything else you'd like to know? Mm-hmm. But we, we'd love to do that. Our membership coordinator, uh, Mr. Harrell, would be happy to do it. We got um, five, more, five more minutes, and YouTube has done what it is becoming known for, which is canceling Christians. They did, they've canceled the Wisconsin Christian News live stream this week. 
I don't know all of the details. I don't think the channel has been erased. But Andrew, we're living into a period where there's more truth uh, at a deeper level available to more people on mm -hmm. the planet than ever before in human history. And it's obvious who is threatened by this reality. It's the left wing plutocrats and oligarchs who seem to be, not seem to be, I mean, they put it in writing. They, by 2030, say that we are not going to own any property and we're going to love it. That's I've heard that, yes. That's communism, is it not? It absolutely is. And our party absolutely opposes that. As I said, we support only a Republican form of government, as the founding fathers wanted, and we agree with. And uh, here's the... And, and, and the, they need to the, be held accountable. Either you're a platform or you're a publisher. You can't say, well, we're both. No, no, you can't be both. You pick one or the other. But if they're a publisher, they no longer have the protections that have been afforded to them by the law as being a platform. Mm -hmm. If you're a publisher, then you can decide, I want this on my website. I don't want this on my website. We'll publish this type of book. We, won't, we don't publish this type of book. But if right. you're a platform, you're like a phone company. You don't just get to say, oh, I know this guy from the community. I don't agree with his views. We're not going to let you have a, a phone. Yep. That's you can't do that. Or you can't say, oh, this guy is a ultra right wing conservative and he's been talking for on the phone for an hour to another right wing conservative. Uh, we're going to we're going to mess with his phone. So their call gets dropped. Yeah. Doesn't matter if we talk for three hours straight. You can't just silence us like that. You're a provider. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one thing I will say Republicans are weakly trying to do. Mm -hmm. is hold them accountable to get an answer. Are you a publisher or platform? Because yeah, I would, distinction matters. I would agree that the Republican Party is offering sort of a weak uh, resistance at this point to yeah. the censorship. Uh, the, I, I, I hold out hope. I, I argue, Andrew, that we're living through World War III. The battleground mm -hmm. is the battleground. The battle space is the Internet. And when you end up in a war, it's yeah. reduced to two sides. One side is going to defeat the other side. The yeah. will of the victor is going to defeat the will of the, uh, is going to achieve the surrender of the, yeah. other of the other party. That's by definition what a war is. And we're World War III, it's global. It's a world war. The battle space is the internet. And yeah. it's, be it's becoming kinetic with all mm -hmm. of the, 45,000 people died within three days of receiving the vax, according to Thomas Renz, an attorney who has filed a lawsuit. Think about that for a minute. 45,000 people, according to government databases, died within three days of receiving the jab. So World War III is becoming kinetic, meaning it's, it's playing out in the real world, not just yeah. in the virtual world, not just on the internet. But what's at stake in World War III is the nature of human communications mm -hmm. uh, via the internet principally, because if the left wing wins, they've told, they've shown us, they're showing us every single day what they plan to use it for. And that is to control us, to control the whole world and to surveil us. That's yeah. what they plan on using this technology for. And uh, they're going to lose Andrew. We are winning because we're having this conversation, we are winning. This is, a, this is evidence that we yeah. are winning, that, we were, that Rob Pugh, without a gazillion dollars, is able to produce this show every week. He's done it now for almost two years. They're all yeah. archived on a platform that is censorship -free. God bless them. Censorship proof. Yeah. We are winning. And this show is evidence of that. Share this show, folks. We're out well, of time, Andrew. Too. So, yeah. Go so ahead. I'll get we just got to remind people that the left makes a lot of noise, but don't tell me they're in the majority. That's uh, they want you to believe that it's over That's for us. Right. They want us to give up. That's right. So, they're not. They are not. They are not in the majority. We're out of time, folks. But we're talking with Andrew Zilke at the Wisconsin Christian, uh, the Wisconsin Constitution Party. And Andrew, throw in that phone number real quick once more right. before we before we one more time for the road one six zero eight. 561-7996. And that's and, the and call and ask us whatever. You know, that's fine. That's we welcome you. 
Andrew Zilke, thank you for being on WCN TV. God be with you. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, audience members. It's one of these days I'm going to manage to get you guys to jump in here. Um, we'll be back next week with another show at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, Wednesday afternoon, WCN TV. Have a great week. Mm -hmm.